Hello, everyone. I appreciate you joining me again as we look in the book of James and study what the Lord would have us to learn from this book. As we continue our study today, we will find that the Holy Spirit continues to use James to pierce our hearts and show us how much we still need to grow. You know, it is tragic when we consider that the issues that were addressed by James 2,000 years ago are still present in churches today. In the first 13 verses of chapter 2, we see James addressing favoritism. So let's take a look to see what he says. James chapter 2, and we'll look at verses 1 through 13. It says, My brothers and sisters, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if someone comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and a poor person dressed in filthy clothes also comes in, if you look with favor on the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Sit here in a good place, and yet you say to the poor person, Stand over there or sit here on the floor by my footstool, Haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? Yet you have dishonored the poor. Don't the rich oppress you and drag you into court? Don't they blaspheme the good name that was invoked over you? Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law, prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. If, however, you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the entire law and yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you are a lawbreaker. Speak and act, but Speak and act as those who are to be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has not shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over evil. Excuse me, over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Let us pray together. Our Father, we thank you for the day that you've given us, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate your word to our hearts, that we would put it in our hearts, that we would hide it in our hearts so that we will not sin against you. Father, I pray that you would forgive us of the times that we have shown favoritism, for the times that we have discriminated. And Lord, that you would help us to walk in faith, to walk as Jesus walked, loving others as we love ourselves. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, the way this passage is worded does not suggest that James is merely addressing the issue hypothetically. He may be correcting a behavior that he had witnessed in one of the churches uh, that he had, had ministered to. And so, if you'll remember, James is writing this book to the Jewish people in fact, uh, more specifically, to Jewish Christians. And so he may have been in a church at some point in time and noticed this incident that he described here in this passage. And so he felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to address it. And so as we look in the passage today, we can understand that favoritism is indeed prohibited by Scripture. He had a situation where the uh, 
where where the poor man was moved from where he was sitting, and they moved a rich man and allowed him to sit in the poor person's seat. And so in this situation, in this scripture, we understand that favoritism is prohibited. God does not allow us to show favoritism, especially in the church. Uh, and so this example uh, is, is an example of, as I said, um, someone showing favoritism to the wealthy over the poor. And, you know, it was happening 2,000 years ago in the church. It even happens in churches today. Sometimes a person will be given preference or maybe even a position based upon their potential for giving money, or we might even think about their, uh, their, where they work or their, uh, their thought processes or even uh, their, their secular skills is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, maybe somebody that uh, is in the, the financial realm to be on the finance committee or uh, somebody that works with their hands to be on the building grounds committee. And, of course, it makes sense to do those things, and, and I'm not harping on that in any way. But the, the main thing that we ought to look at and understand is that we ought to look into the spiritual uh, state of the person and make sure that that person is who God would have to serve in the church and not necessarily doing it because of that person's notoriety or that person's wealth uh, or that person's ability uh, when it comes, maybe a physical or a mental ability, and letting that triumph their spiritual ability, if you will. And, and so as we look in the Scripture, we need to understand that we, we should not give preference or favoritism to anyone for any reason. Uh, you know, it's been said that the ground at the foot of the cross is level, that there, there's no distinction, if you will. Uh, we all are in need of a Savior. And, and so when we think about that favoritism that was going on there, uh, they showed favoritism in this example in Scripture to the rich. But also on the other side of that showing favoritism to the rich, in this specific example, they were discriminating against the poor person. And, and so as we look at this passage, as we understand the example before us, not only can we understand that we should not show favoritism to people in the church, we should not show discrimination in the church. Now, I understand and um, I fully believe that we ought to discriminate when it comes to a person living in sin. Uh, we, we ought to lovingly go to them and encourage them to uh, repent of that sin, to get out of that sin. And if they won't, then we need to remove them from leadership, and we might even need to remove them from membership if they are unrepentant in a sin that they're doing. So in that situation, I would say we need to discriminate against somebody living in unrepentant sin. However, uh, the discrimination that so often happens is like the situation here where the discrimination was against a poor person and favoritism shown to a rich person. And, and it may not be a situation where uh, you might have somebody asking a poor person to sit somewhere else so a rich person can sit in that pew. It might be that somebody come in that's new to the church, to a worship service, they may smell, they may look uh, unkept, 
And rather than being welcoming to that person, we might rather look at each other and say, hey, who's that? Do you know who that was? Uh, Who was that guy that came in? And and so, you know, it's human nature for us to do that. But we need to understand that because of the cross, because of what the work that God has done in our lives, and, and also the command of Scripture, we don't need to be that way. We, we need to love our neighbor as ourselves, as we'll see here. And so that brings me to my second point in this passage today, is that if favoritism as well as discrimination is prohibited, and let me touch on discrimination one more time, we, we do not need to discriminate based on social or economic uh, situation. Uh, if a person is not in the right circle, then we don't need to discriminate against them. We need to love them, even though they may not be in the right circle as far as society is concerned. And if a person is not in the right economic situation, maybe they are poor, maybe they are destitute, maybe they might even be homeless and show up off the street, we need to love them and show them the same regard as we would uh, somebody that is um, um Richer than rich, if you will. They have more money than they know what to do with. We should not show favoritism or discrimination of any kind. And we certainly must not discriminate on uh, ethnic grounds at all because we all have been created in the image of God. And, and so no matter where you would put your discrimination, it's prohibited by Scripture because basically when you, when you think about uh, God creating mankind, He has created us all in the image of God. And so if we discriminate uh, against somebody, we are saying and we are judging that God's creation is not good enough. And when we show favoritism, we're, we're judging that uh, part of God's creation is better than another part of God's creation. And, and who are we uh, to pass judgment on God's creative ability and the way He's created us? And so um, both favoritism and discrimination uh, are prohibited. And it should not be seen in the church. It should not be in the life of a Christian. If we're going to be followers of Christ, we're not going to show favoritism, nor will we show discrimination, but we will love others. And we will love others as we love ourselves. And if we love others as we love ourselves, then we will not show favoritism or discrimination because we do not want to be slighted as the example given here where the poor person was asked to move and a rich person put in that poor person's seat. You know, as we look at verses 8 and 9, it appears if, that if we show favoritism, then we fail to love our neighbor as ourselves. Look at verse 8 of James 2 with me. It says, Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Then verse 9 says, If, however, you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So we can understand here from James 2, 9, that showing favoritism or even discriminating against somebody, which is kind of a a form of favoritism, uh, we're we're favoring someone else over another person when we discriminate. These things are sin. They are defined as sin, as plain as it can be, 
uh, when, when you look at verse 9, it says, if, you, if, however, you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. What does this mean? Again, I, I'm, I'm repeating myself to drive home the point here that favoritism is sin. It's sin. If we show favor to someone over another person or if we discriminate, we sin. So, you know, you think about this situation in a church where uh, a rich person was, came in and they said to the poor person, get up, and gave that seat to the rich person. You, you know, another thing that we might have, uh, maybe not at like that in the rich being given a seat and a poor person told to get up, uh, we, we may not have that social faux pas, if you will, but what we might have is a situation where a guest comes in or a first-time visitor and we all interact with ourselves and we're uh, fellowshipping with each other and yet we do not go to the person that's new or we may not show uh, be friendly to the person that's new. We may be standing back a little bit. We may not be welcoming. You know, one of the things that we ought to do when a new person comes into church is to to say to the person, "Hey, why don't you come sit with me?" Or if uh, if they're sitting in your seat, if you will, uh, you, you might rather than saying, "Hey, that's my seat," you might say, "Hey, would you mind if I sit with you? I see that you're new today. Could could I sit with you and, and worship with you today?" And, and just be welcoming and inclusive rather than uh, standoffish and showing favoritism to the church family over our guests that show up. Uh, And so we want to express love and show love to others as the Lord has commanded us. And so we fulfill the law of the Lord to love our neighbors as ourselves when we are welcoming and when we do not show favoritism. And so as we look at the scripture, we can understand that when we are show favoritism, that we are lawbreakers. And, and of course, um, all of us have broken the law uh, of God. We've broken the Ten Commandments. But here in verses 10 and 11, it, it tells us, it informs us that if we've broken one aspect of the law, we've broken all of the law. So verse 10 says, For whoever keeps the entire law and yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you are a lawbreaker. And and so when we are dealing with each other, when we are living life and when we're thinking about uh, favoritism and discrimination and understanding that James chapter 2 here, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, James is writing to us, uh, you know, we, we are secondary recipients of this. He is primary recipients, the Jewish believers of the time. They, they had to understand that showing favoritism is sin, and he defined it just as plain as could be in verse 9. We, we need to understand as as well, being the secondary recipients of it uh, here in 2023, that if we show favoritism, we're guilty of breaking the whole law. 
That, that means that we're guilty of adultery. We're guilty of murder. We're guilty of blasphemy. We're, we're guilty of being disobedient to our parents. We're, we're guilty of the whole law when we have broken one part of the law. And so we, we need to be repentant. Uh, over our showing of favoritism. We need to repent over our discrimination, whether it has been in the past and unrepented of or even in the present. We need to be repentant of favoritism and, of course, the other side of that coin of favoritism, discrimination. And so we also uh, need to understand that we need to have, um, have mercy. It says in James 2, verses 12 and 13, Speak and act as those who are to be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has not shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. When we fail to show mercy to others, we will face greater judgment. You know, I'm kind of harping on the new visitor or uh, a new guest to church thing, uh, could you imagine, uh, if you will, uh, for uh, with me for just a moment, uh, walking into a new church for the very first time, and, and it it's daunting. It, it is. Uh, it can be a stressful situation, especially if you go in and just the person at the door uh, shakes your hand. And as you go in, you're trying to find a seat. You're wondering where there might be a good place to sit. And no one's standing up to greet you. And people are looking at you uh, kind of weird and wondering who you are. And so, uh, you know, showing mercy to that person or that family that may be coming in the first time would be standing up and going to them and saying, hey, why don't you sit with me? Uh, or, you know, uh, another aspect of showing mercy would be ra- rather than showing the favoritism to somebody that might have better means than a poor person to, to, show, uh, to show honor to all those involved. You know, he's talking here in James 2, and uh, we haven't uh, taken time to address it. And uh, unfortunately, regarding time, we're not able to address it today. But but he talks about how, um, well, let me just take a moment to look at it. Um, he, he said in verse 5, Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? Verse 6, you have dishonored the poor. Don't the rich oppress you and drag you into court. Uh, and, and so uh, he's talking about having dishonored the poor person and dishonoring the poor by having that situation where they ask the poor to move and uh, let the rich person sit there. But also he points out how the Lord has chosen the, the poor in this world to be rich in the faith. And, and so as believers, as people in the church, we, we need to make sure that we show honor to those who are rich in the faith uh, and not in a situation where we're showing favoritism to them, but also um, understanding that honor is due to, uh, to those that deserve the honor. Uh, so, you know, there's a fine line to walk there in between honor and favoritism. But we, uh, we definitely need to show mercy uh, to everyone. And, uh, you know, oftentimes we want to pass judgment. Maybe somebody doesn't smell right. Maybe somebody doesn't look right. I guess what it really boils down to when thinking about the showing favoritism thing that 
uh, James is addressing through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is that really deep down at the heart of the matter, we're commanded to love our neighbor as ourselves. And while that is hard to do, it is the second greatest commandment. Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So if we're truly going to love our neighbor as ourselves, we will not show favoritism. We will show mercy. We will show love. We will be welcoming. And we will indeed share the great and glorious gospel of Jesus Christ Because what greater way can we show somebody that we love them than to tell them about our wonderful Savior? Thank you for joining me again today. Thank you for being faithful to the Lord and the service to Him. I know that many of you that listen to this are involved in choir as well as children and youth activities on Wednesday nights. And I certainly appreciate you joining me uh, with this podcast. Let me pray for you. And I hope that you have a great week. Father, we thank you for the day that you've given us. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for the times that we've shown favoritism. We ask you to forgive us for the times that we've discriminated. And we ask you to forgive us of the times that we have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we ask that you would indeed help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. We pray these things in Jesus' name, for his glory, for his sake. Amen. Thank you. Y'all take care. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday.